0: Welcome, everyone, to our next episode of Step by Step,
1: with some skips along the way.
0: We are your hosts, Ashley and Gabe. Um, you know it's it's been a while since our our last episode, but I think today's topic will be quite prudent. Um, so I'm actually going to let Gabe do the introduction to the topic, and we'll kind of go ahead and dive right in to kind of close out the year 2023.
1: Oh, yes. All right, everybody. So tonight's discussion is going to be about the importance of asking for help. And it's interesting because a year ago, about a year ago, when we did our episode for this time a year ago, we were talking about the traffic jams that we run into during the school year and we all know we're coming through holiday performances and this time of year just getting right up to winter break some of y'all are already on break some of us are not
0: <laughs> those on break you all suck <laughs> kidding <laughs> enjoy it for the rest of us that are um trudging through
1: yes because y'all deserve it too but um anyway it's funny that a year ago we having that discussion because this is very much related mm-hmm. and it's important to use the resources that you have no matter what type what kind of year it is especially now and it's going to be all about the resources that you can have available to you especially if you're new to the profession the ways that you can find things outside of your district if you're struggling to find more help and we're gonna dig into the consequences of what can happen if you don't. And I'm a living witness to some of those consequences and how eventually it could cause you to break down and realize I need help. Those three very powerful words.
0: Well, when you ask for help, it's hard though, because asking for help is kind of, uh, we take it as a deflation of ego, right? It's like the minute we ask for help, it's like, oh, that means I can't do it. That means I'm not good enough, right? And then like the self-negative talk comes in. In um, teaching, regardless of whether you have an education degree or not, is always such a personal thing. Um, and I know in many conversations I've had with with colleagues, it's like, well, you know, they, they feel like personally attacked, you know, if a student does something or if someone gives them feedback. And it's like, it's not... It's the same way that someone criticizes a performance, right? Like it's, everything is subjective. There are certain things that have to be done, but it is, again, it's it's a subjective thing. It's a, it's a lot of, you have to have that self-reflective ability or be willing to grow and, and, you know, develop, develop that. But I think, um, as, as someone who often struggles to ask for help, it's hard to, to see the trickle effect that when you don't ask for help, what those consequences are, because you're kind of just stuck in your own, like, ah, this sucks. I can't do it. Right. Like you're stuck in the complain jar. And you can't figure out how right. to get out of that. And then you're not really seeing that. Oh man, if I were to just ask for help, all of these other things might not happen and instead like we might actually be able to move forward or like achieve the goal or fix whatever the problem is
1: absolutely moving forward is definitely something that we all want to do but you know no hard let's what's what's, what am i trying to say um any high achievement is never accomplished by just one singular person and even going back to the to the whole ego thing, we all have to be in check with it as we are growing through this job, because educating is, practicing education is like practicing medicine. It's a practice. Every single day, we are practicing what we've been trained to do. And it's going to be continued training throughout our careers. So it's important to remember that it is a practice. And- Feedback is not only inevitable, but it's necessary. And this is something that these are things that we can, again, reach out for. And then, of course, the feedback that's going to be given between walkthroughs and observations and things of that nature. It's important to, like Ashley said, not to take it personally. And not to allow it to make you feel that you are less than the educator that you are, because we can all improve those of us with years of experience or letters at the end of our name. We're still human. And we can run into some of the most unexpected circumstances ever that no amount of training could have actually prepared you for. And when that time comes, that is when you stop when you can and you look around and take into account what do you have around you, in front of you, that you can utilize to help you move forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always look at it as two sets of eyes are better than one, right? One set of eyes is going to see something one way, but the second set of eyes might see something that naturally you miss, or it's just a being firm in, okay, I know why I'm doing something a certain way, and you can rationalize it, or, oh, wow, I never thought about it that way. If I ever encounter this, I might try it this. Um, So I have to ask you, though. So, okay, we're, we're on the, yeah, ask for help, but it's the, what happens when you are working with someone you know, or if you're not working, you're living with someone, right? You're you're sharing a space, whether it is physical or just in, in the work field, with someone who isn't asking for help, but you know they are right in the struggle bus.
1: Well, definitely find any way that you can provide some type of support. Um, You don't always have to just outright say, hey, I see this didn't go super well in your lesson, or hey, I see you're struggling with this student and being able to reach them and, and relate to them and form a relationship that will motivate them to learn. So you using your own professional judgment can just slip in those resources that they can use as well because at the end of the day if it's a colleague you're working directly with then the expectation is that you all are collaborating so whether if you outright say hey this is what I'm seeing so here's what I'm offering or if it's just a hey I heard about this free workshop that's happening this weekend I was planning on going or here's a quick article about working with a particular student that might have a certain a certain um, background and adverse childhood effect or aces as we call them things like that so it's always collaborative and it's never it's never perceived or you don't want it to be perceived as a gotcha or that you're micromanaging yeah
0: and that that's a hard thing right like it's Being in school, regardless of whether you're a teacher or student, is always collaboration. And sometimes collaboration does not go according to plan or how you think it should. Or sometimes you're just collaborating with people you don't like, right? Like,
1: that how do you, you work with people? So you
0: but I mean, you're going to, it's not, what's crazy is that, um you know, you'll be in, in the workforce and It's like oh you have to love your job you know it's good to love the people you work with and that is true but there's always going to be some experience or someone that isn't going to fall into that love enjoyment category and it's the how do you handle those like those situations are kind of like the make or break and then kind of seeing the oh man if we don't collaborate the impact is, well, obviously, you know, in teaching, obviously, it's the students. But then it comes down to, you know, it comes down to retention. It comes there. So like, it's a, it's a very worldly perspective that I think um, often kind of gets lost in the day to day shuffle, right? When we're doing all of yeah. these, when we're filling out all the paperwork, going to all the meetings, covering all the classes, writing the lesson plans It's see how do we do all of that? but then still have that more worldly view of, man, what I'm doing directly impacts someone else, whether they're in my building or if they're, you know, if you guys are the retention, especially for music teachers, gosh, like what happens in elementary school trickles and affects middle school and high school. And if you're working across um, schools within the district, or if you are, you know, if you're an elementary music teacher, man, like you you might be working by yourself. You might be working with someone else. And that's a really tough thing to kind of get across, especially if, if you know, someone might not be able to recognize that they need help or how do you offer them help in a way that's receptive,
1: Right. And I like to, I like to even involve just other people from outside of our bubble.
0: Yep. Cause then it feels we're, less we're, like you're attacking them and it feels more like, Oh, we're just having a conversation.
1: Totally. Totally. You know, whether if it's, whether if you are the music teacher in the, in the building, or if you're one of the few, you still feel isolated from everybody else. And then eventually even when you're working together you run into a wall because you know one person might believe one thing my person another person might believe something else so going back to going back to your earlier analogy i like to involve others into the mix as well so that way say if my say if my partner and i hypothetically if we weren't seeing eye to eye on something or if or, if hypothetically, my partner um isn't feeling the motivation just off of working with me alone, we can get somebody else with more experience that could bring the both of us together, and that way, we both can see that this is a team effort, and it's and we have each other we all we have is each other at the end of the day, yeah. So really just involving more people and like you said, making it a community thing and it's not so this is what, this is what it is. This is what I say. And then the other person might not necessarily know how to receive that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that there's definitely, you know, systematic and societal aspects to that. Right. But I always I think it's ironic that teachers, the, the common, not not all around, right? I'm generalizing here, but I think the mass majority of teachers feel very isolated in a building where there are a lot of other humans. And so it's fascinating to me how they can feel so isolated, but yet they're not physically isolated. But emotionally, I think dealing with so much and so many diverse needs between administration expectations, school safety expectations, student learning needs, you know, community projects, there's there's a lot of weight that at least I'm seeing across the board, like on teachers' shoulders, and then they just kind of get stuck in the isolation of, oh, this is so heavy, but yet you're not alone. Right? It's like, well, God, I'm feeling this. And it's like, we all are. And so like, you know, it's kind of having that collective. All right, we're all collectively in the complaint jar together. How are we going to
1: move forward? Yes, because I would rather I would rather if I if I can't, if I can't run, I'll walk. If I cannot walk, I will crawl. If I can't smile, I will cry my way to it, but I would rather cry my way to it than just sit there. Yeah. And if I can have somebody guide me or walk with me or even just follow behind, I would rather have that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, it's always kind of the human nature to have that panic moment of, ah, what are we going to do? I don't know, right? And there's definitely the more action people, Um, and I think finding who those people are to kind of push you forward and reminding you, Hey, you might not be able to do this one thing, but you know what you can do? You can do this, right? Sometimes the day is successful because you didn't lose a kid. Right. (laughs) Like, And that feels something kind of silly and very simple, but in the tough moments, it's like, that's a that is a big thing because that is a that is a reality or you know what no one got hurt today
1: yes you know and this goes deep? into yeah and this is going this is going into like in addition to asking for instructional help pedagogical help this is also the emotional help and the and the mental help um that meme that says teachers need other teachers yeah. this is not a job that and, and this is verbatim what it says. This is not a job that can be done alone. We need other teachers that will keep us sane, that will watch our class if we need to go to the bathroom, that will, um, yeah, give you like some ex- some extra like snack food if you forget your lunch that day, like all that stuff just to keep you living. So we need like a it's a balance of both whether if you have that trusted colleague that will give you the um instructional help the professional development and then that trusted colleague who you can vent to and it won't and you know it won't be repeated anywhere else that trusted colleague who will they will speak highly of you in rooms where you are not present so it's a it's it's the, profession, it's the professional development that we need, but we also need the, I'm just going to call it the non-professional development too. I'll, I'll just call it the non-professional. The,
0: the personal development.
1: There we go. I like that.
0: Yeah. Um, it brings me back to, so it's, you know, as it is for everyone, I think regardless of whether you're teaching or not, I think the week before holidays is always heightened, um, or those that, you know, have already celebrated, um, if it's not Christmas, um, that your belief is in, I think there's still like December is a very stressful month because there's just always a lot going on. People are traveling, there's holidays going on. It's, you know, if you're in the Northeast, it's winter, or if you're in Maryland, it might be winter, summer, spring and fall all within like in
1: like- one week.
0: And one week, 48 hour period, you know, you never know. Um, So just the other day, I was just having, I had a really, really tough day. Like the day almost broke me. Um, And I called my spouse, of course, and I'm thankful enough that he's also in the teaching field. So it's, you know, while it's slightly different what our job duties are, you know, he'd at least still kind of relate to the, the heaviness of it. Um, And so after we talked, we had to still move forward, right? Like I'm in like crisis mode of like, oh, you got to move forward. And so um, a colleague, I guess, had seen it on my face, came, checked in on me and I just kind of unloaded. But what's the first thing we do after we unload on someone? We apologize, right? So my yes, first reaction do. was like, I'm so sorry. And he looks at me, he goes, I don't understand why you're sorry. And I'm like, cause I just like, I unloaded all of that. I didn't meet. And he goes, we're colleagues, but we're friends first. We help yeah. each other. That's what we do. And it like, it just kind of took me back to be like, Oh, right. I mean, it's, I guess it's great that I recognize that what I was leaving out there could be heavy but then at the same time it's the I don't need to apologize if we have that established kind of rapport to be like no I'm here to help you you're here to help me and he goes let me remove some of that weight that you're carrying and I just like that felt so oh that's that's all I needed like that's all that's all he needed was the I was carrying it all and he's like I know you're not going to ask for help I'm going to remove a little bit of that weight and like
1: yeah yeah oh yeah um you are allowed to take up space is a quote that one of my best friends reminds me of when I apologize after yes unloading on him as well. It is always you are allowed to take up, and if the person tells you repeatedly that you can take up space with them then. They, then there it is. There is no need to apologize if they have already established that for you. And I'm one of the I'm very blessed to say that my my half day my half day like direct music teacher colleague, we are high school classmates. Oh, that's- so technically we are friends first before colleagues before colleagues and very often we'll see we will have our shared planning time at the same time on like, a couple times a week in the afternoons, and there will be the days when we can get we can get right to the planning, and then there are days where, yeah. like you said, you see it on their you see it on their face, and I'm just and and first thing I'll just say is, do you need space?
0: I love that. And this is total. it's not, it's not unrelated, but it's kind of taking it in a different direction of how often do we say that or ask that of our students, right? Like it's the, we're taking yeah. care of each other, but it's like, how often do we say to the students, do you need space right now? And not a, and teaching them, you know, the space has different meanings, not in like the physical sense of like, it's, it, I think For some of the kids that have ACEs, right, they they have this physiological impact that has taught them that they're not allowed to take up space or that they take up too much space, right? And so it's the you're allowed to take up space with me in my room, right? We have to recognize that other people also take up space and we have a shared space or it's the recognizing you know, you need extra today Um, in the same way. I always tell the students I actually had an incident today. I'm like, we all have those days and weeks and months. Um, How you choose to go through that is gonna be your choice, whether you are five, 15 or 50, Um, but it's okay to be extra sometimes. That doesn't mean anything worse. Or it's okay to say, huh, I need help. I'm struggling. I don't know how to do something. Um,
1: yes. Yeah. And once again, there there are consequences if we do not seek that assistance. I mean, from the more personal side, if you're not taking care of yourself, one day your body will just say, I'm going to take I'm gonna take care. I'm gonna take care of this body. So I'm going to physically shut down and just put you in park.
0: Uh, no, the the audience members can't see my my hand that was raised as you were saying that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, the the lovely other doctor Triconi yep. Reminds me quite often that uh, my lack of asking for help or heeding the warning signs impacts everybody because it's not so great (laughs) when physically or mentally it's like no I'm going to force you to stop whether you like it or not typically that forced stop is not a planned stop
1: which then it's not pleasant either
0: it's not pleasant right it's not like a quick like oh a little like like gestion today right it's never that so that's,
1: yeah, because that's that's in the beginning. Your body will whisper. It'll just be like, take a break. Yeah.
0: And you're just like shh, oh. shh, shh. I don't need it right uh-huh. now.
1: Yeah, so, it'll be like, take a break. Or like say no. Or you really don't need this. And and same thing. You're just like, hush, hush. <laughs> gosh, I, don't have time. I don't have
0: time for you right now, right? It's the I never have time for you. I don't have time. For that. Yeah. I have this, 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 and this. And it's like, well, eventually it doesn't And that voice forced. gets
1: louder. Mm-hmm. Same thing. That voice gets louder and louder. And then again, next thing you know, it takes something to where either you are physically you you just stuck. And now you have to do the things you've been neglecting. And that's on the personal side, on the professional side. If we are talking maybe that one kid or that one class that is just they are just progressively getting worse and worse and worse. Most of the time, again, not because every kid's different, but most of the time you see those early warning signs. Same thing with your body trying to tell you to take a break. This can be this this can be a don't sit them there. <laughs> Or, don't
0: sit in there, right?
1: like it's just don't yep, yep, or it could be like that's just not parent don't Do- document that yes, uh, like that
0: I learned this year c y a cover mm-hmm. your
1: mhm mhm-, got it, <laughs> yep, yeah,
0: that documentation is always it's always helpful.
1: Mhm. And then for the instructional well still professional but the instructional part with just your bag of tricks just your just your style as you're developing. You know that you know early on plan a lesson teach it doesn't doesn't quite go well. In those reflective times that we should have often you have those early warning signs of you know it'll say Reach out to your mentor. Yeah. Or it could be, look at that standard. Does it match? (laughs) Or even this. Do something else. It's not working. Just throw it away. Do something else. Don't keep trying to force something. But then you're just like, "Mm -mm. we're trucking on.
0: Yeah. um, I'm chuckling because I think in every PD I've done this year, um, I have somehow gone on the tangent and then landed at the, if it doesn't work, just stop. You have permission, right? But like we get so ingrained into the, i spent all this time developing this lesson. I have planned, I have done all of this. I have organized, or I thought this is a great idea. Like you're so committed to make it work, but it's like, if it's not working and it sucks, just stop. That doesn't mean you have to like completely give up. Cause I've, I've, I have done that many a times where it's like, I started something and I'm like, oh buddy, yeah, that oh, yeah. is not working. Then I've gone back to be like, okay, why didn't that work? I'm going to try it again. Right. And then you bring the kids, you know, if, if it's involved with kids, you bring them into it. I think we all, we often forget that, we're doing this for them, but then we don't give them a say. And like the reflective choice of why didn't that activity work? Why didn't that song work? Why didn't that lesson work with little kids? Like, well, how do you do that? It's hard. And it is hard, right? Because they don't necessarily have that more problem solving executive function skills, but a five-year-old can tell you, Hey, Johnny wasn't listening or it was hard to understand what you were saying, right? You're going to have this kids that just from a very clear standpoint of does this make sense? <laughs> As adults, we think it makes sense because we're the ones that are thinking about it, but it doesn't always translate out to that. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a fine line, fine line for sure, but the... The good old move their seats or um, just stop doing it is always a great one. Um, the mentor one is, is, what if you don't like your mentor?
1: Oh, that's a good one. And, and you know what? Different districts, that can mean different things. Mm-hmm. Technically my te- Technically, my new teacher mentors I had were non-musical they were non-musical. I'm not even quite sure how my district does that or even if it's still a true thing because I'm sure the pandemic has severely changed that one. They wow. were most of those mentors were retired teachers themselves. I mean, I felt like they would they would have been great for a grade level elementary elementary teacher but not for music unless they actually did what I am currently doing, but we're so few far in between, whether active or retired, so but what we have now, I know we have the new teacher academy where they actually do have whatever your content area is, you were actually paired up with folks who well I don't want to say volunteer there, Tom because it is paid time, just saying that because I've been doing it, you know someone who is someone who is a who is a veteran of this constant area that can give guidance yeah and i'm happy, and i'm very i'm very honored to be on that side of it now yeah and reminding these young teachers that even if you had the formal training when you are First getting out there year one, year two, even year three, it is not going to be smooth every day. Most days, especially in year one, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult because you're building a plane and flying it. Oh
0: my God. You cannot and it's to go back to year
1: one. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Very. It's like, it, it's like season one of a series severely underfunded and <laughs> yes. If you make if if you make it past that pilot season or that first year, if you if you just survive, then you've proven that you've you you got it. staying you've got staying power at least. Ah. And then when you think about these years, I mean for me, this is year seven. If if my years of teaching were an actual human, I would have a seven year old child. A seven-year-old child is exactly what they sound like. A seven-year-old child.
0: It's not all it's cracked up to be, I can tell you that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. And then, like, you've got someone who's been doing it for, like, 14, 15 years. Sounds like a, sounds like a, sounds much longer. Sounds like, I mean, you're in year two, you're wondering, am I ever gonna make it there, which if you keep it up, you can because they say you blink and time rolls by. But going back to the 15-year person, 15 years old. If it's a 15 year old, that's still very young.
0: Yeah. You're questioning your life choices when you have a teenager, right? Like it's or teaching them. It's like how did I get here? And how are we gonna make it out? And then you have the Mm -hmm. better teachers that have made it 20, 30, you know, some have made it 40 years, God bless them. And it's like, it's okay, you'll make it through, right? Like they're, they give you kind of like the reassurance and the hope of like, you can do it, it's going to be hard. And probably most of the days are going to be sucky in some form. But like they have that, it's worth it, because I have made this difference kind of outlook. Whereas like, when you're in the thick of it, it just feels, I don't know why you still wouldn't be like, you're still in the thick of it right? Like if you're teaching, working, you're still in the thick Mm -hmm. of it, but I think it's just because you've had so many years on it. It's like, I've seen just about all I can see. So I know if I can survive these situations, I know I can survive just about anything.
1: That's right. That's right. Like I said, those with 20 plus years, I mean, like I said, even going back to the analogy of a developing human, The mind is not fully developed until you're 26. So there's that. So whatever amount of years that you have, each one you make through, you build more and more and more. And to keep building, once again, going back to the developing human, that developing human needs nutrients. Ooh.
0: Great that human,
1: yes that human being needs nutrients it needs fuel it needs water yes you we're all basically yourself. plants
0: if you think about it we No way yes water and light
1: <laughs> yes 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 you you need the light the light can be that trusted colleague you need someone to water you to help you grow and to stay hydrated. You need the nutrients to give you the energy and the will to keep moving and keep growing. Yep. All of that fuels your growth. If you don't have it, then it stunts your growth. And then you could be 10, 15, 20 years in, but not have a lot to pull from. Yeah. Yes, you can. Because again, ex- time, experience is great and all. But what have you gained during that time?
0: Yeah, how have you grown? Right, we're ex- we're expecting yes. we're expecting students to grow, but are, but if we're not growing, then how are we expecting them to grow? And that yes. and that feels very answer. heavy, but it's it doesn't need to be right. Like it, it's the you're not going to have all the answers, but maybe it's just the, I need to do something different. I don't know what, but I'm going to commit to doing one thing different.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and I, and I like that, that goes back, that goes back to our, to our whole title with step-by-step. When you go to, when you go to conferences, like, like ours coming up in February, you will go to these sessions where you find these nutrients. And of course, when you when you're in it with other colleagues, of course, it's gonna taste great because it's like, oh, I never thought of it this way. That's awesome, that's amazing. Wow. But it also takes a while for it to take effect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It takes practice, it takes repetition, it takes also knowing who and what will be receptive to it is it age appropriate yeah is it culturally responsive so then you go to these you go to your students and then you look at the nutrients you have the vitamins if you want to even call it that now who should take which vitamin and how long does it take to take effect. Right. Some things, some things you can some things you can implement immediately and it's gonna have a and it's gonna have an instant response. Some things are gonna take repetition and time to develop. Yeah. And all you continue to do is just add on to it. My style I mean and I know I know I'm not the only one. My style of teaching is the thousands of styles I have observed
0: yeah very much and it's the you take bits and pieces of what fits your personality what worked for you as a learner what works for you what feels comfortable as a teacher um you know it's all those things so you know, I think, you know, we're in also like that weird reflective part of the year where everyone's got to come up with like New Year's resolutions and things like that. And I think it can always feel very both emotionally and professionally heavy because it's not the beginning of a school year for us when we come back, right? Like we're we're in the middle of it. So like to, yeah. to do a hard reset is slightly difficult because kids are kind of expecting the same thing when they get back, which could be comforting. So I think it's recognizing the, we are allowed to change at any point, right? But just working through that with the kids to be like, hey, I'm going to try this. We're going to try it together. And I think if everyone, you know, takes the approach of just make it a 2024 goal, just ask for help one time, thank you. That you normally wouldn't, right? Just a just once. That's all it takes. It's just that one step to be like, I wouldn't normally ask for help, but you know what? I'm going to ask for help this one time, and then you'll more than likely receive some something in return. Sometimes we ask for help, and it's like, well, you didn't give it to me. And it's like, okay, maybe we need to rephrase how we're asking, or maybe we're not asking the right question to the right
1: person right to the right yeah thing. so yeah and I always want and this is and this is going to be a continued I'm going to make I'm going to be more intentional with it you know as I get the opportunity to mentor newer music teachers is how you just tell me how can I be of a better support for you yeah, You know, I can, I can assume all day I can, I can send you things. I mean, I don't, but unless you tell me, I don't know 100% if it's helpful or if you need them or if you even want, or if this is what you want. If this is not what you want, then we can find something else.
0: Man, we can have a whole other session on how do you say what you don't want? Right. Like that's a hard conversation because that kind of feels very much like conflict. And as a person who really struggles with it, um, it, it's really hard to have the courage to be like, that's actually not what I needed or what I wanted. Right. Because that feels very offensive. (laughs) But unless you you communicate that, you're still going to continue to get the same results.
1: Yeah. And of course, I mean, I mean, like you can like you can communicate that in a a respectful way. You can, you know, you can just tell them, you can tell them, thank you so much. Thank you so much for even taking the time to share this with me. It wasn't necessarily what I was needing or wanting, but however, here's what I really need. And what you've given me, I mean, I, what you've given me i'm I'm still going to take it i don't it's not I'm not going to let it go to waste, however, here's what I really meant
0: yeah, very much so very very much well yeah, and go ahead
1: oh sorry <laughs> um and so one of my final points is just the fact that you know. There's was this saying that, you know, if you're silent about your pain, the enemies will beat you up, even kill you. And then they'll just say you liked it. And my first year, it came down to the chorus I had at the time. And I just felt, well, this is my alley. I can do this. Don't really need other people's other people kind of coming in and, you know, I don't need it because this because this is what I do. No, nope, not quite. Especially, especially, <laughs> especially with how, especially with with how things are today versus back in the day, and with a with young with younger singers, it's different with younger singers who need. It's like beginning band, beginning strings. You got to hold their hand through all of it, okay, unless you just have a group where they're they're just kind of they they they're more natural, which which happens, which happens. No, you have to be prepared to hand walk them through everything. And it came to a point. Oh wow! And this was not a chorus class. This was a club that met during school during their recess time twice a week. I'm never doing that again. And here's why. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, number one, I was, it was me and the growing pains of running this group. Number two, they were doing this rotation with recess because they all could not be on the same, be on, on the playground at the same time because some of them just don't know how to play nice. You know, Yeah. One just ruining it for everybody, for everybody. But as a result, some of my kiddos were not getting outside at all.
0: Oh.
1: And at this point, the weather was getting nicer. And of course, some of them were getting cabin fever. And some of them would ask me, can we go to recess? And I'm like, no, this is our course time. And there was this one day when I told a bunch of them no, and we start the rehearsal, and over half of them, they're not singing. Oh, no. They're not doing anything. So I stop, and I get all stern and firm and big bad wolf, and all of a sudden, I just say, well, you know what? If you don't want to be here, go. Whoever doesn't want to be here, go. They all look at each other. Kind of like, is he serious?
0: Did he really just say that?
1: hmm Then it gets lighthearted. All their, eye well, not all of them. A bunch of their eyebrows get all big and they're just like, bye. And so many of them literally ran outside. I had like four people left oh god i forget how many i had total but i had like four people that were just left in there and now they're all panicked i'm panicking on the inside while yeah. while keeping cool we utilized the rest of that time just the five of us and then one is like what's gonna ha-? i just said just just, just go. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna work this out. And that was when I had to get on the phone. No, actually, not the phone. I got on the email chain, and I was like, "SOS." Yeah. Somebody, please. I was like, "Somebody, please help me." And the assistance I got came from all over. I even got a, I even got a free book out of the deal. Yep, some it, like a music educators book. It's called Pathways, which I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will have heard of. Will have heard of that book. I need to reread it just just for a refresher. But it helped me get things back on track with the group. It helped me lower the temperature. Yeah, we had a nice little restorative circle that next meeting.
0: Sometimes it's and it, really looking that that lowering the temperature of like it happens. That's that's a part yeah. of it. And then it's like, okay, well, whoop,
1: whoops. <laughs> Try something else. <Yeah>, <laughs> and, and when they and let, that next rehearsal, yeah, they came back. They came back. And looking back, all they need all they really need to do was just go outside. After that, they came back. We sat, we talked about it, and we were fine. Yeah. But it took that I called it the coral walkout. I was like, I was like, my I was like, my goodness, these kids actually went on strike.
0: They did. They went on strike, but see, mm, consequences of not asking for help.
1: Exactly. And I thought me doing that and being and, and guilting them would cause them to know. I basically just opened the door for them and they just,
0: uh, they're
1: like, all right. And they, and they bum rushed out. <laughs> so like, I was like, yeah, stick foot into mouth. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Nice going, Mr. Greg. It yeah. was my first year.
0: We all have those moments, even not in our first year, but, um, yeah I think just to wrap things up um you know things to consider wherever you are in your career life um you know try asking for help just once in 2024 in a situation when you normally wouldn't and see what happens I think that's a great like open-ended thing and you know, as we always say, remember to take it step by step and know that there are going to be skips along the way. And those skips are, it's a—it's okay, right? That's normalizing skips,
1: you know, yeah, or, and, down the steps
0: and then you got to do it all over again.
1: Yes. And a lot and, and often if you stay connected to, if you stay connected to those colleagues that are willing to give you that help like you said you will find those skips i mean yeah one of mine was being connected with mmea and being active ever since i started one of the biggest skips in my career was getting into this position on the board
0: yeah
1: and it's and it's done nothing but just open up some more doors to where i'm like there's no there is absolutely no way I can say I don't have help, because I have help at this point from too many places.
0: Oh. <laughs> no such thing, but we, you know... That we, is true. We we are glad to have you, and I'm glad to have you. I've had to call on you for help many, many times this year, so thank you for bailing me out and helping me and uh, being gracious about that. So... um
1: Of course. Of course. We,
0: we hope all the audience members out there have a wonderful end of their 2023 calendar year and that the at least the beginnings of 2024 will find you rethinking just one thing slightly different.
1: Absolutely. Also, definitely register for our annual, 2024 annual in-service conference in Baltimore.
0: Yes, February. Yep. It's coming, whether we like it or not.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: All right, everyone. Take it step by step.
1: And you'll find some skips along the way.